So if you are struggling with getting back to running because of back pain, or you're just like scared to push yourself as a runner because you've had these episodes of back pain before, and you're worried about like, hey, I'm going to throw my back out again, and you're doubting whether you're too old to even run, and you're too scared that you're going to hurt yourself again. My question to you is, you know, and challenge to you, quite frankly, is are you ready to take control of your health and get your life back, get back to the running that you love to do, get those mental clearing miles in, improve your mental well-being so you can have a strong mind, a strong body, and just keep running? If you are constantly worried about getting injured or you don't know how to get faster as a runner and you want to continue to run for stress relief, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Healthy Runner, the only place that provides you with training tips, injury recovery, and prevention tools with actionable strategies by experts in the running industry so you can develop a stronger running body and feel confident that you can overcome any obstacle as a runner. I'm your host, Dr. Dwayne Scotty, avid runner, running physical therapist and coach, educator, founder of Spark Healthy Runner, where we help dedicated runners get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running with the perfect online running coach, even if you've been told to stop running with an injury or you think coaching is just for fast runners. Learn more about our signature coaching program at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com. Every week, we help a runner just like you learn how to consistently get in your mental clearing miles and even hit PRs well into your 40s, 50s, and beyond. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or follow the show on Spotify so you don't miss the next episode. Thanks for joining me. Now on to the show. Hey, runner, which type of back pain do you have? In this training, we're going to talk about five types of back pain that runners get and struggle with getting rid of and continue to battle year after year. I'm going to share with you the steps you need to identify which one is you and how to best get rid of it so you can get back to running and spend less time and money at the doctor's office. I'm Dr. Dwayne Scotty, avid half marathoner, two-time marathoner, running physical therapist and coach, host of this Healthy Runner podcast and founding owner and creator of Spark Healthy Runner, where we help runners get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running with the perfect online running coach, even if you've been told to stop running with an injury. So some interesting facts I want to share with you first about back pain. Number one, this is the most common ailment that we suffer as a society. This has been described as many experts as an epidemic I think everyone is familiar with like epidemic, pandemic now, right? Low back pain is an epidemic. It is very frequent. This is the most common condition that any physical therapist sees in their clinic, no matter what setting they're in. This is also the leading cause of activity limitation and work absence throughout the world. Reoccurring episodes range from 24% to 33%. So you almost pretty much have a one-third chance that if you have back pain, that it is going to come back again. And chronic low back pain is on the rise, and it was as little as 3.9% way back in 1992, um, which was way before I was even in high school, and has increased to 10.2% in the last study that I looked at in 2006. 
So it is on the rise. It is very prevalent. A lot of physical therapists see many patients with chronic back pain and women actually have a higher prevalence of low back pain than men do. And we also see an increased age associated with a higher prevalence of low back pain. And this only occurs till actually age 60 or 65. So believe it or not, once you cross that threshold, you're actually less likely to suffer from low back pain. And, you know, many of the uh, runners listening to this right now are probably going to be younger than that. And it is very common in the middle age years. So we will kind of get into that and talk specifically about that. But do you want to play a game? I'm like all about games, love games. Hopefully you do as well. Let's play a game here. This is going to be which type of back pain do you have or which runner are you? So I'm going to describe five different runners that I've seen um, throughout my career as a running physical therapist and coach. And I want you to identify which one is you. So if you're suffering with back pain or if you ever have suffered with back pain, pay attention, tune in and think about which one of these would be you. Runner number one. Runner number one is 38 years old and feels right-sided back pain every time they sit for a long period of time. So whether they're working at their computer, at work, or they're taking a long car ride, this pain increases and they could even have it kind of radiating into their butt region. So this pain usually feels better if they get up and move around. They may have some stiffness in the morning when they first wake up in the morning and their pain is pretty bad and it, it decreases when they start moving around and usually running doesn't actually make their pain worse. If anything, they might even describe it almost feels a little bit better after they run, but they're scared to run because they don't want to make their back pain worse or they're afraid of throwing out their back, you know, during the run. They also notice that if they bend over to kind of dry their feet after the shower or you know, go to put their socks on, tie their shoes, tie their running shoes. Um, this usually makes their pain worse. And it might have even been the trigger that caused their back to lock up, where it just kind of seized up on them one day, they threw their back out, and now they've been having this pain. So that's runner one. All right, runner two. Runner two is 58 years old. And they really get their back pain um, during a run or if they notice that they're standing for a long period of time. So maybe they're entertaining for the holidays and they are doing a lot of cooking in the kitchen and they're standing for a long period of time. And that really increases their back pain, which usually typically is on both sides of their back. Um, it could be on only one side of their back, but it does increase with prolonged standing so standing at the kitchen counter, standing washing uh, dishes or pots, or if you have a job where you are standing all day, then that is when your back pain is worse. And this could be irritated with a run. Um, but you do notice that maybe, you know, if you are leaning on something or you're using a grocery cart in, uh, you know, the grocery store, that your back feels better. 
or if you're a treadmill runner, you notice that, you know, if you increase the incline on the treadmill, that that makes your back pain decrease or it feels better. So that's runner number two. Runner three is 45 years old and you've been having some back pain for a while, but you've been ignoring it. And now you're starting to feel some like sharp shooters down your leg. It just used to be right-sided back pain. And then it started kind of traveling in your butt. And now you notice some like numbness and tingling in your calf area. And sometimes your foot falls asleep on you. So this is, um, this sensation that you're getting down your leg could be described as burning. It could be described as numbness and tingling. It could just be, uh, described as you feel like your foot's falling asleep or, you know, your leg is falling asleep. And usually this could either be due to one of the following, either it feels a lot worse with bending and sitting and feels better with standing or the opposite. It feels a lot worse with standing for prolonged periods of time, and it actually feels a lot better with sitting. All right. That is runner number three. Runner number four is 28 years old, and you've been having some back pain that's more described in the center of your back or on both sides of your back. And this pain, you know, used to increase when you played sports or if you were a dancer or a gymnast or a cheerleader, you know, you noticed that your back always used to hurt you doing those types of activities. And now with your running, you're noticing that you're feeling some tightness in your back and you get some, you know, pain if you are out there on a long run, or you might notice um, some pain with changes of position or with some of the strength exercises that you're trying to do. So that's runner number four. Last, but certainly not least, runner number five, you are 32 years old. Um, You're actually, you have two young children and your last one was just born uh, four to six months ago. Congratulations. Um, And you are getting some you know, pain that is very localized and it's right on one specific spot. You can kind of point to it with your thumb in one area of your lower back kind of buttock region. And it's, it's pretty pinpoint, like you can put your thumb on it. And this pain really increases um, when you are sitting with your legs crossed or you'll notice an increase with running. You'll notice um, an increase if you're kind of positioned the wrong way while you're sleeping. And you might even notice this with standing for a long period of time. So that is runner number five. So my question to you is, if you've had back pain or um, you currently have back pain, which runner are you? One, two, three, four, or five? Um, Which one of those descriptions sounds like what you have been dealing with? So if for those who are watching this on YouTube, I would love to get your thoughts. Type in the comment box um, which number runner that you are. And if you're listening on on the podcast, then definitely like take a screenshot, throw it in your story on social media, tag me in it at Spark Healthy Runner, and let me know which runner you are. Um, I am interested to see how many are in each of these categories. 
So let's talk about the different types now. So I'm going to go through each of those scenarios and let you know what was the actual diagnosis and what was the actual problem and why do you have low back pain? So let's go to runner number one first. So again, runner number one was 38 years old and had back pain with prolonged sitting and bending activities and usually do not feel any worse when you are running. So for those who are listening on the podcast, you're going to have to check out the YouTube uh, video version of this because I have a nice spine model with me today. So I have a nice trusty assistant. So I'm going to give you a little anatomy review. This is your lower lumbar spine. And you will see that there are actually five bones in the lower lumbar spine. So these are the vertebrae. So here are the bones. And you can see this yellow thing in the middle is your spinal cord, right? So that travels down the inside. Um, your spine is protected by bones. And then these little yellow things coming out the sides are the nerve roots, which come off of the spinal cord. And those pass between each of those vertebrae. So there's these nice intervertebral foramen, we call it, nice openings in the spine that allow these nerves to come out. And if you notice, in between each of these bones, these vertebrae, there are these discs. So these discs aid in shock absorption of the spine and allow for more opening to where the nerves come out. And one of the common, the most common, form of back pain that we can get is when we get a little bulging or herniation of one of these discs. And really what happens is this disc right here will start to bulge out a little bit and it can bulge out backwards or it can bulge out kind of backwards into the side. And you might've heard about this as like a slip disc or I herniated my disc or I have bad discs in my back. Um, I've heard it all. Um, intervertebral uh, disc herniation is kind of the medical term that we use from a pathoanatomic standpoint, but it's basically you have some bulging of your disc. There are definitely va different variations of this where it can bulge a little bit. There's different classifications, definitely beyond the scope of this podcast episode, but um, I digress. The disc can bulge out and can be painful. And typically that causes pain on one side of your back and also causes pain with sitting. So any type of activity that increases intradiscal pressure, such as coughing, valsalva maneuver, if you were bearing down, if you were holding your breath and trying to lift heavy weights, especially in a seated position, especially with your spine in a flex position, this could, and when I mean flex position is it's rounded. So Normally, the lumbar spine has a lordotic curve. So it has this little curve. And if you might have heard about like lumbar supports, um, I have one right in my chair over there. Um, this actually helps support that curve of your lower back. So when your spine actually flexes and when it bends forward, that does usually cause increased pressure to the discs and can increase your pain. So that is a disc herniation. Um, rarely, do disc herniations require the next level of care where you actually have to either take oral medication, steroids, high dose to decrease inflammation, or two, get an injection, and three, get a surgery. So that is the good thing that this disc 
where this type of back pain does respond very well to conservative treatment. So it is rare that you will need to go to that next level. I think what most runners hear is a friend or someone they knew had surgery, had to get an injection because they herniated their disc. And when they hear from a medical practitioner that they have disc pain, they think the worst thing's possible and they think they need an MRI. Um, if you are experiencing exactly what I just spoke to you about, as far as having back pain, no leg pain, then you definitely do not need an MRI. This back pain gets better with some specific guidance techniques by a physical therapist, chiropractor, right? Like any, this responds really well to treatment. So this will get better. And in the long term, you just need to implement certain strategies to help decrease stress to this part of the spine, as well as strengthening stabilization. So that's runner number one. They had a disc herniation. This is something that has happened to me many, many times where I've literally picked up a bag off of the floor and my back locked up. Um, the latest time I could remember, um, was two days before a goal half marathon I had in the Cheshire half when it was in July during COVID or right after COVID and got rescheduled. And that happened to me literally two days before the race. I was like, this has happened to me before. Luckily I have some really good colleagues, um, that I know who can kind of fix me up, calm down the muscle spasms and guarding. And initially, if the incident does happen with you bending over to kind of dry your feet, pick up a bag off the floor, it's kind of the thing that we call the straw that broke the camel's back. It wasn't the fact that you bent over and you, you know, bending over is bad for your back. It's just the accumulation over time that most likely what you were doing you know, days prior, weeks prior, months, years are spending way too much time in a flexed position of your spine. And if you are between the ages of 30 and 55, then this is unfortunately could happen to you. Um, like I said, this is a very, very common uh, form of back pain. Um, it's happened to me many, many times before and is the reason why I'm standing right now as I'm recording this because I feel better when I stand. And if I sit too long, then I will start getting some uh, lower back pain. So varying positions is a very good thing um, to do for spine health. Runner number two. So this is going to typically be a little bit of older runner. So I put 58 years old because, not say 58 year olds are old or anything, but if you're listening to this, most likely you're active. You've been active throughout your life and, you know, you might have some what we call wear and tear to your body. Um, so whether you played a sport um, throughout high school, college, in your 20s, and or you've been a runner for the last 30 years, um, you know, your body's been through a lot and you could have some early what we call degenerative changes. So what is arthritis in the spine or what we like to call or not we, but people call degenerative disc disease, degenerative joint disease, um, bondylosis. There's like a lot of different medical terms that you could kind of be diagnosed with. Um, but basically you have some wear and tear in your spine. And remember those bones that I was talking about as we age, it is a normal process for these bones to actually not be nice and tall and be nice and vertical where they start to lip out a little more. And we get these bony osteophytes, we call it. And the bones get shorter. 
And because the bones get shorter, the discs also do get thinner as we age. So they're not as high in height and they get more narrow. And as a result of that, the openings of the spine become more compressed. So this is what we call arthritis in the spine or degenerative disc disease, degenerative joint disease. And this form of back pain usually feels worse because things are compressed is with prolonged standing. And this could be with running and especially loading the spine. So when we run, we're like loading the spine, right? We have ground reaction forces that are going from the ground up through our foot when it hits the ground. As we transfer over, it goes up our body and is going to actually load the spine a little bit. So if you are a runner who has a lot of what we call vertical displacement or oscillation where you're going up and down a lot and smacking the pavement very hard, um, this is something that we teach all of our runners to not do and to make sure that we have a higher cadence and not as much vertical displacement and that we're not smacking the ground hard, that we're reacting to the ground and springing off the ground. But if you're a heavy-footed runner and you can hear yourself coming from, you know, miles away, then this may be you. And, you know, if you have this back pain, usually it's going to increase with running. It's going to feel better when you sit for a long period of time because sitting and flexion of the spine opens up those spaces where the joints are. So it helps kind of alleviate pressure to the actual joints and will usually feel better. So again, you know, this is where if you're a treadmill runner, then you put it on incline, it usually feels better for you. And these are some of the strategies that I'll utilize with clients who have this condition and, you know, gradually wean the incline down on the treadmill if you kind of suffer this kind of flare up of back pain. Um, as we're kind of recovering. So that is runner number two, which is arthritis in the spine or degenerative joint disease. Most runners spend an enormous amount of time not running for one reason. They keep getting injured. Now imagine if you could have the structure of exactly what exercises, how much to run, and what you should be eating to get faster as a runner. Spark off your winter running with a four-month strong body transformation. This is one-on-one individualized healthy runner coaching to grow a stronger, injury-free body so you can run for stress relief all winter long. What will you get by the end of the 16 weeks? A strong running body so you can actually feel confident, healthy, and running faster this spring even if you don't think you're a fast runner. Oh, and did I mention, this will also take away your worry of getting injured. Spots are limited, so apply using the link in the show notes before they run away. Runner number three. This is the runner who gets that pain down the leg, right? They're feeling that burning sensation in their calf. They might have some numbness and tingling. And what is going on here? Why they're feeling that pain down your leg is because... These nerve roots that I talked about earlier are being impinged, meaning they're being compressed. So the diagnosis here is a pinched nerve or what we call lumbar radiculopathy, which is basically a fancy term for pinched nerve. Some of you may know this as sciatica, um, which simply refers to after this nerve comes down into the leg, 
that forms the sciatic nerve. And that's why the pain travels all the way down your leg. It's the biggest nerve in our body that goes down our leg. But usually the impingement is actually coming at the lumbar spine and rarely is coming in the butt area or in the thigh region of that nerve. And there are really two ways that we can get compression of this nerve. The first is actually runner number one scenario, which is the discs are herniated, they're bulging, and they're pushing out on the nerve root itself and is causing inflammation around that nerve root and the symptoms down the leg. The second option is runner number two, which has more of those degenerative changes, some arthritic changes in the spine. And because the openings where those nerves come out, those inner vertebral foramen are more narrow. So if you think about a pipe that was clogged, if you think about these openings as pipes, there's going to be more bone formation, these osteophytes, and the spaces in which the nerves come out are going to be less. And if you do too much standing, if you do too much extension-based exercises, let's say you had some of those arthritic changes and you were doing a lot of um, you were doing a lot of yoga and you were doing, um, more of kind of that cobra stretch in yoga and you might've irritated that nerve and you're noticing you're getting pain down your leg. So that is the scenario that runner number three is in, is they have a pinched nerve. Um, this is actually one of the only scenarios that I would say taking some time off of running would be a good thing. And, you know, this is where we're going to actually modify your running or stop running. So especially if running right now is causing some of those symptoms down your leg, then we definitely want to stop running and get some treatment, get some relief of this condition. This is one of the rare conditions out of all the other four scenarios that we had talked about where it may be appropriate for you to actually get an MRI and or see a specialist and or take that next level of care from conservative care, working with the PT, a Cairo, um, any other healthcare provider, and actually needing to go see a neurologist or an orthopedic specialist um, where it may be appropriate for you to actually take oral steroids, get an injection and or the dreaded surgery. Um, Again, those are indicated, but the majority of folks will get better with a conservative approach um, to getting this better. So I would definitely highly recommend you try the conservative option first, as you know, that oftentimes will be the solution, but there are times when we refer out and we need that next level of care. Usually it's to reduce the inflammation around that nerve root so you cannot have the nerve symptoms down your leg. If you are feeling weakness um, in your leg and your foot is slapping and you're having some significant leg weakness, then yes, you need to see a specialist um, at the moment. And you don't want to have this weakness in your leg um, for a long period of time because then that can lead to permanent nerve damage. Um, again, you only need to worry about this if you are having those symptoms in the leg. If you're having back pain, then you don't need to worry about that scenario. All right, let's talk about runner number four. Runner number four. So they um, were younger, if you noticed. Uh, they are in their um, 20s. And, you know, this would be that scenario of you've been flexible. 
throughout your life. You've been a flexible athlete. You've always been able to stretch well. Um, you know, some of your other teammates earlier in life probably were like, you know, you're so flexible. I wish I had your flexibility. Um, you may have been hypermobile. You may have, you know, subluxed your kneecaps before your patella. You might have been a chronic ankle sprainer. Um, so you're usually that flexible person and back pain in you specifically as a runner is due to what we call lumbar instability. You have essentially too much mobility and not enough stability. So your bones, so these vertebrae here are moving a little too much and you need more support of your deep intrinsic muscles that help provide stability to the spine. So usually if you are having this type of back pain, typically running does not increase your pain. However, in highly irritable situations, um, if you've had a recent flare up, then it may irritate it. But most of my runners will be able to kind of run through this. Um, they usually feel it with specific lifting activities. Um, or if you're really getting back into running too soon and you think running kind of caused your pain, running didn't cause your pain. We just need more spinal stability in order for you to tolerate the demands of running. So that is what we call instability of the spine. Um, just really having too much mobility. So that's that classification or diagnosis. And then getting to runner number five, this is the patient who I mentioned before, or the runner, who has pain right in this spot right here. So they point to this bone. We call this the PSIS of the sacrum. Um, so this is your sacral bone. And if I had another model, your pelvic bone would attach right in this spot. And this is what we call the SI joint or the sacroiliac joint. And you can have sacroiliac pain, which gives you that thumbprint pain right localized to that area and is most common in the younger runner. Um, could be in your 20s, but I do see a lot of postpartum moms and mother runners who have this specific pain that, you know, increases, it's intermittent, you're feeling the pain with your running, you're feeling it if you have asymmetrical postures that I mentioned before of crossing your legs for a long period of time, sleeping, if you're one of those people who like sleep on your stomach and you're in this figure four position or your leg is turned out or you like to sit on the floor with one hip rotated outward and one hip rotated inward. Um, so we see this asymmetry in hip alignment. Usually my wife is actually this person, uh, where one hip you could be, what we call antiverted and one hip you're kind of more retroverted. So you, you kind of prefer these asymmetrical postures, but especially females, especially with changes in hormones, you could get what we call SI joint dysfunction, meaning there's a slight rotation of your pelvic bone on the sacrum. And then you could have this scenario that we're talking about is SI joint pain. So you might've heard, or you might've been told by someone like, Hey, your SI joints out, or you have SI joint dysfunction. That technically is not pain. And sometimes that's a contributing factor to other running related injuries. We see whether it's hamstring pain or runner's knee, but I'm talking about today, SI joint pain. And that is 
you know, going to be very classic right in that area. A lot of times it will increase if you bend backwards and toward that side. So you close down the space of that SI joint. The good thing about this condition is that it is easily correctable. And, you know, it is a matter of sometimes realigning. Um, and there are different techniques that you can do that. There's some actually great self uh, muscle energy techniques that you can do to help realign that SI joint. Um, you know, the most famous one is all uh, known as the shotgun technique. I'm sure you can YouTube it and find a video of it. I should probably put one on my uh, YouTube channel of how to do it because that is a nice, easy way for you to do a self-correction. And sometimes you get a resetting of that um, pelvic bone at the SI joint and that decreases your, your pain like right away. So these are usually quicker fixes in the short term for when you see a good manual therapist who can kind of get rid of some of that pain. But sometimes in the long term, this can be a little more stubborn because the key is actually improving the stability in and around the SI joint and the lower back region or your deeper core muscles. So those are the five types of runners. Those are the five diagnoses. Again, I'm curious to hear which one of those are you. And then, you know, coming up, what I want to talk about is really going to be the initial management and a hack that will help decrease your pain initially. So stay tuned for that. But before we get into that, if you're watching this um, on YouTube and any of this has been helpful, if you can go ahead and like this video and comment below what other questions do you have about dealing with back pain as a runner. Let me know in the comments below and maybe we'll answer your question in the next video on the Healthy Runner podcast episode. So, you know, you guys know that I am also like super passionate about staying healthy as a runner myself. And I've spent countless hours researching and compiling this information for you. So when you subscribe to my channel or you subscribe to the podcast, um, not only do you learn about how to stay healthy as a runner by getting stronger and faster, but you also help spread my message that running does not need to be painful and it can be enjoyable. So if you wouldn't mind taking the time to actually subscribe to this podcast or YouTube channel, wherever you're listening, I would greatly appreciate it. Um, better yet, honestly, if you find the content helpful, copy the link, share it with a running friend of yours who has back pain so you can be able to help them as well. Um, so let's get into the initial management of how we deal with any of these five types of back pain and the hack that will decrease your pain initially. So the biggest thing that we need to do is find out, is there a position of comfort? So what do I mean by that? So we want to think about what are the positions that actually feel good or decrease your back pain? So for example, if standing feels better for you to get out of sitting like I am in a standing position, then this is when I recommend my clients, if they are, you know, mainly working on the computer during the day to get a sit to stand workstation and vary your positions throughout the day. So you want to basically, if standing feels better, moving around, we want to promote that as much as possible. If sitting feels better and you have more of that 
type two or the runner two, uh, runner number two in our little game we played there, and you have more of those degenerative conditions, then you definitely want to think about sitting more initially or taking frequent sitting breaks during your workday if you have a standing job. So thinking about the positions of comfort and initially how you're going to feel better from a pain standpoint is promoting those positions of comfort. Some of you, the only position that might be, you know, pain-free for you might be lying down and getting off your spine. So think about that. Also, if you are runner number one and have that herniated disc, you know, if you are sitting or when you have to sit, think about sitting with lumbar support, making sure you're in a firm chair, not sitting a whole lot in your sofa where you're really in the slouched position and especially not in your recliner if it's not supportive. So if you throw your feet up on your recliner and you're in a slouched position, you're essentially putting pressure on your disc and that nerve as it goes down. So that might irritate things that might make you feel worse. Um, you know, some of you might feel best lying down and some kind of hacks for sleeping. If sleeping, you know, you're waking up in the middle of the night because the pain is so bad, then think about the position that you're sleeping in. Best positions for your spine that are going to decrease stress to your spine is going to be lying on your back with one or two pillows underneath your knees. That's going to help take pressure off your lower lumbar spine. If you have more of those degenerative changes in your spine that I mentioned, runner number two, then you're going to want to put like three or four pillows underneath your knees to really get your spine to flex a little bit to alleviate some of that pressure and compression. The other position that is recommended is lying on your side. And if you're doing this, the best way to decrease stress to your spine is to put a pillow or two between your knees. And this is actually going to align your spine in more of a neutral position when you are lying down and it's not going to be what we call in a side bent position where you're getting compression toward one side. So that should be helpful for you um, for positions of comfort and sleeping. And hopefully, you know, you've been able to classify yourself as one of these types of back pain. Obviously, this is not substitute getting medical advice um, from a practitioner who's going to do a full evaluation on you, but hopefully this gives you a little bit of insight into what we as clinicians look at and determine and really where we go with treatment. So if you are struggling with getting back to running because of back pain, or you're just like scared to push yourself as a runner because you've had these episodes of back pain before and you're worried about like, hey, I'm going to throw my back out again, and you're doubting whether you're too old to even run and you're too scared that you're going to hurt yourself again. My question to you is, you know, and challenge to you, quite frankly, is are you ready to take control of your health and get your life back, get back to the running that you love to do, get those mental clearing miles in, improve your mental well-being so you can have a strong mind, a strong body, and just keep running? And if the answer to that is yes, then, you know, our Healthy Runner coaching team would be honored to guide you back to getting back on the pavement, doing what you love without back pain. Now, running is not usually, usually the typical cause of why you get back pain. And that's why I have not done a training on this previously, because it's not like IT band pain or hamstring tendon pain, runner's knee, plantar fasciitis, which is kind of caused by running. But 
as I mentioned earlier, back pain is the most common injury that we all face. And I've been there before. I used to get it on literally a yearly basis, knock on some wood. It's been like a good year and a half now since my latest episode, but there are strategies that can help you um, in in preventing these flare-ups of back pain. And, you know, main the main things are like the specific exercises you need to do, whether they're extension-based exercises or flexion-based exercises, and then the stability and strengthening. And that's what we really specialize in for runners um, within our Healthy Runner Coaching Program is providing the structure and the clarity on what exercises to do because it's all personalized to you. So we would determine on which of those factors that I mentioned would be most appropriate, what types of stretches, whether or not we promote COBRA exercises or we do the opposite of that in like a child's pose position. Um, so those would be like the two opposites or the two extremes. Um, if you want to learn more about how we can help you be able to overcome your back pain and be able to improve in your running, then you can grab a slot on my calendar. Um, I would love to chat and see if you're a good fit for how we help runners. I know a lot of you guys who have been listening to you know, these previous videos, uh, these previous podcast episodes before, you might've been like hanging out in the background, right? You're just like following along. You're like, okay, this information's good, but you haven't taken action yet. So this is my call to you. Um, no matter if your running goal is to run your first marathon, to run a faster half marathon, or it is to simply get out there three to four times per week and be able to do what you love, be able to ease some of your anxiety, be able to feel better about yourself. We work with runners along that spectrum. Um, so take some action, get some clarity. You're not the expert on everything. And that's what we really offload off of your plate. So you can focus on job, work, family, like doing the things you like to do and not have to worry about like, am I doing the right exercise or should I be following this plan or that plan? And this coach said this, and this one said that, and you're like totally confused because you don't know what you should be doing. So let us kind of take that off your plate and be able to guide you back, um, in getting back to doing what you love. Just simply go to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash coaching to learn more. And I appreciate you in advance for sharing this episode with the runner you know that struggles with back pain so they can figure out which type of back pain they have. I hope this was helpful as always, and I appreciate you tuning in. As always, let's maintain a strong mind, a strong body, and let's just keep on running until next time. Hi, everybody. I'm Jean, and I just wanted to let you guys know um, I'm recovering from a serious hamstring strain after my 50K um, back in October. Um, and I thought I could handle it on my own with the physical therapist that I was working with um, in my town. Um, and after um, trying to do a run um, on election day um, and having to call my husband for a ride home from the poll, I knew I needed um, some serious help. So that's when I sought out Dwayne. Um, and initially, um, Dwayne was all about, you know, you can still run through um, an injury, um, but some injuries you can't run through. Um, so it's really helpful to have a physical therapist um, and a run coach that you can trust. Um, 
And so with Dwayne's help, I've been gradually able to get back um, to what I, what my mileage I wanted to get to, um, which last week I just ran 12 miles. Um, I'd like more, um, but I know with uh, Dwayne, um, I will get there. It will take time. So if you're in the same boat as me, um, it does take time and seriously reach out to the Healthy Runner group. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Healthy Runner podcast, where we help you get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running. If you found this content valuable, here's five ways we can help you grow as a runner for free. One, grab a free copy of my Spark Blueprint at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com. Two, follow my Instagram page at sparkhealthyrunner. Three, join my free group by searching Healthy Runner on Facebook. Four, subscribe to my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash spark healthy runner. Five, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more experts in the running field and bring those lessons back to you here. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcast or the follow button on Spotify so you don't miss the next episode of Healthy Runner so you can maintain a strong mind, a strong body, and just keep running. Lastly, if you've been struggling with the constant injury cycle, not eating the right foods for running, or not getting faster as a runner, and you are ready to invest in becoming a lifelong injury-free runner, head to sparkhealthyrunner.com to apply for a one-on-one signature coaching program. Thank you again. I mean it from the bottom of my heart that I appreciate you for listening and sharing this podcast with a running friend who can use the help. Now go and crush your run today. See you next week.